0: Mike Cybert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show. Oh man, you'd think I would have like a Jingle Bells version of the uh, of the intro. Uh, but anyway, Merry Christmas and welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and write into the mailbag, Mike Radio at gmail.com and the spelling on that is E I B E. RT, Just the way that it sounds. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And not only is this week's episode the Christmas extravaganza, uh, but later Ryan Jett from the Autopod Decepticast will be my guest. And we're going to talk about a bizarre new mashup of Star Trek. And the Transformers. And what does that have to do with Christmas? Eh, not really a whole lot. But I wanted to talk about it with another Star Trek fan and get his take on Fortress Tiberius. All that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio. So, hey, let's get the festivities started. Kicking things off for us is the first of two music selections from occasional guest co-host Dave Sanders. Now, it's, uh, it's not Christmas... Without Trans Siberian Orchestra, right? Uh, But Dave wanted to hear a tune that's not played as much as some of the others. Um, It's a track called What is Christmas? And coming up next, I'll talk about some of the movies we watch around the holidays, and they're not quite what you'd expect or think. This is Mike Seibert Radio.
1: Christmas, truly I don't care what
0: You can check out the last few episodes featuring Dave as a guest co-host, including our Winter TV and Mid-Season Replacements preview, where we get super deep into the feels about two of our favorite shows in particular, uh, those being The Rookie and A Million Little Things. Um, Well, I I hope you're enjoying your Christmas morning. Now... um, did you know that Christmas Day, December 25th, is actually the titular first day of Christmas from that song? Um, I didn't know that until uh, last week, and I'm a I'm a grown-ass man. Um, so even if you're listening to this particular podcast after Christmas Day, you're all good. Because apparently, according to the 12 Days of Christmas... Christmas doesn't actually end until January 5th. So it's like it's like reverse Hanukkah or something I, and that's I guess that's just something that I just never really pieced together before. Um and and I knew there was a reason why I um I usually get into the spirit kind of after Christmas. It's I uh, I'm kind of a weirdo that way. Um I I actually find myself listening to um Christmas music after Christmas, because suddenly, like, I, I've got a taste for it, and I'm, uh, I'm kind of in the mood for it. And that, um, that kind of sort of goes for movies also. Um, we, uh, we don't really load up on the traditional Christmas movies uh, up front at the Cybert uh, Compound, uh, but we do have a few favorites, and yes, that does include Die Hard. Now, I don't want to retread that particular legislation, I'm Killin' Spree. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie? <laughs> 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 but I did appreciate, you know, that 20th Century Fox really leaned into it recently with a new promo for what they call the greatest Christmas story ever told. Check this out.
2: It's Christmas. This is John. Nice beer. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family.
1: We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do.
2: But when he gets stuck at the office party...
1: Merry Christmas!
2: It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! He'll never forget. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Welcome to the party,
1: pal! This Christmas... It's a time of miracles,
2: so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells... And deck the halls with, sh- with bows of Bruce Willis. Of ghost, we'll get together, have a few laughs. laughs. Alan Rickman. Do
1: you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
2: Yippee-ki-yay, mother. Together, in the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans, Bobby, Eat it, Harvey. Holy <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Merry Christmas. Die hard.
1: This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I did mention that Lucky and I do watch a few offbeat Christmas movies. And I think I kind of used those air quotes lightly. Uh, But uh, uh, one of our favorites is this romantic comedy from 2001 starring John Cusack. And Kate Beckinsale.
2: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'll tell
3: you what, buy me a cup of coffee. the years. Are
4: you really think have that easy? Do you believe in fate?
3: I never thought about it. Will you give me your phone number?
4: Don't think about it. Just say the first thing that pops into your head.
3: You have beautiful eyes.
4: Second thing that pops into your head.
3: You have beautiful eyes.
4: Come on, now, stop it.
3: Is this a date yet?
2: <laughs> Just checking.
4: Favorite movie.
2: The correct answer is Cool Hand Luke.
4: Favorite sexual position. Favorite New York moment.
3: This one's climbing the
0: charts.
4: I'm flattered.
0: Maybe you should give me your phone number. That was an accident.
1: There are no accidents.
0: This is wrong! You don't have the most incredible night of your life, and then leave it all to chance, do you? See this book? I do.
1: Tonight when I get home, I'm gonna write my name and number inside it, and then first thing tomorrow morning, I'm gonna sell it to a news bookstore. What happens if I meet somebody before I find it? You won't.
3: That's just crazy.
1: Hey. Sarah. My name's Sarah. You're getting married in three days. Why would you risk your relationship just to search for some old pipe dream?
2: You could enter this account number in the computer and just tell me your name. When you put it that way,
0: no. You cannot be over here. You cannot come over to this side of the counter. This is really important. Oh boy, did it again. Cross the line.
2: I'm telling you right now, British women do not age well years ago you know she probably looked like baby spice but now she could look like old spice
0: i'm
1: thinking about this mystery guy i met a million and a half hours ago and it's possible that i threw the whole thing away in a moment of destiny Destiny.
3: i need an old address for sarah thomas
1: and if you want it come and get it
2: you're my hero you're out there man and you're making it happen
1: I'm
2: looking
4: for Jonathan Trager. You must be late. Late for what? The wedding.
2: Hey, wait! John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale. When love feels like magic, you call it destiny. When destiny has a sense of humor, you call it serendipity.
1: They say that once in your lifetime someone comes along whom you're absolutely
0: meant to be with. For my friend, that person was me. (laughs) (laughs) Now... This movie is barely a Christmas movie, and this is something that Lucky kind of disagrees with me on a little bit. Um, It's it's really just kind of bookended with holiday shopping and some snow. I I don't know if either of the bookends actually take place on Christmas or not I it's been a couple years since we've watched it um, but it's it's still a lot of fun and everybody is really good including um, in early 2000s uh, uh, Molly Shannon uh, Bridget Monahan, Jeremy Piven um, in a uh, pre-entourage role as uh, John Cusack's best friend and of course John Corbett practically steals the show as this dopey uh, uh, Kenny G type he plays like a kind of flute like instrument and and he's a uh, he's a lot of fun, but that is uh it, it's actually one of the very few rom coms that that we both really like and it's again it's a lot of fun so so we do watch that one um every few years and uh just the other night lucky and I were going through um Hulu uh just uh just to kind of shop for you know something that that we wanted to watch uh we ended up settling on four Christmases which which we also really like that's uh that's uh Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon and basically their their adventures and misadventures uh going through basically Basically they're four families because both of them um have uh, divorced parents that have also, you know, recoupled and remarried and, and hilarity ensues. Uh Robert Duvall is is uh, uh, great as the as uh Vince Vaughn's surly dad. Um and then uh it's kind of interesting. We just watched this movie the other night, but um Uh, John Voight uh, is uh, Reese Witherspoon's dad, and he's like the only sane character in the entire movie. And it's uh, it's that's kind of interesting, given what we kind of sort of know about John Voight. But anyway, the the uh, the listing as we were going through this, uh, uh, the tiles and screens and what Hulu had for holiday movie offerings, serendipity was one of the choices on there. And that that kinda gave me a wry smile and, and unfortunately that kinda gives more credence to Lucky's side of the argument where it I guess that does qualify as a as a Christmas movie. I'd call it a holiday movie, but I, I don't want to split those hairs. I either way we uh we like it uh, uh quite a bit. Um but in the uh in the category Um, Again, of not really a Christmas movie, but still a Christmas movie. Here's another movie that we watched. This is from the year 2000 and stars Nicolas Cage. Jack Campbell
2: thought he had everything.
4: Merry Christmas.
2: I'm giving everything I've got to this
3: deal. You're a credit to capitalism, Jack.
2: Then one day, his past caught up to him
3: kate reynolds she was my girlfriend
2: in college
3: i almost married her but instead you left her
2: i took the road less traveled and fate what him me gave him a glimpse what do you need jack i got everything i
4: need yeah you just remember that you brought this on yourself
2: at what his life could have been kate
1: come on dad get up it's christmas it's christmas jack
0: Where's my Ferrari? You got a Ferrari? <laughs> Just tell me what's happening to me. This is a glimpse. A glimpse of what? This is not my beautiful house. This is very strange because this isn't my
1: house.
3: Ah. This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> those, those aren't my kids. Oh.
1: You're not really my dad, are you?
0: I don't have time for this. I'm in the middle
2: of a deal.
3: Well, you're working on a new deal now, baby. Good lord. Do you know why I work here? Because you're the best damn tire guy in the state of New Jersey. You must have needed this every day. Yeah,
4: you need it in mad wheels. You want me? That is the general idea. Oh God, you're beautiful. How can you look at me like you haven't seen me every day for the last 13 years? <laughs>
3: Jack! What's up? How you feel baby? Can't keep coming in and out of people's lives, messing things up. It's not right. I need you to remember me, gang. Keep it with you no matter what happens. Well, it's too
4: late tonight To
1: drive the past out into the night. One life, but we're not the same We can't carry each other
2: Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage, the family man.
0: (laughs) Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. Okay, movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, now we um we don't watch a Christmas Carol, you know. I mean, there there's a number of versions of that. You know, the the Disney animated one with with Mickey Mouse is really good. Uh, the Patrick Stewart one is really good. Uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol is is fantastic. Um, but we we don't own any of them. They're not in the rotation. We also pass on It's a Wonderful Life. I know uh, we hate movies. Just recently did a really good episode on it uh, as part of their. We love movies month, but um, makes me want to go rewatch that movie. I haven't watched that in a really, really long time. It's a Wonderful Life, um, uh, but but we we do kind of scratch that itch that both of those movies kind of give uh, with uh, watching The Family Man and. Uh, I, I'm a sucker for uh, alternate timelines and time travel, anything where, like, if you could take something that's kind of like, you know, a, a holiday fantasy and kind of give like what, if you squint hard enough, kind of like a sci-fi edge to it. I'm kind of down with that. Um plus uh uh Lucky really likes uh Taya Leone, uh who's the who's the um co-lead in this uh, along with Nicolas Cage and the and the little girl is really sweet, you know, with with her adorable uh, speech impediment and and all that. Uh plus uh again, Nicolas Cage is really good here. Um obviously More subdued. This is, uh, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not face off, uh, Nicolas Cage, but, but there are some flashes here and there where you do kind of get some vintage Cage, uh, that are pretty funny. And, um, And, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just a really neat movie. I, uh, um, unfortunately it's, uh, and this kind of burns my ass about this movie, but it's, uh, it's directed by Brett Ratner. Now you guys might remember him as, uh, you know, being responsible for uh, crimes against uh, cinema, such as uh, X-Men, The Last Stand and uh, Rush Hour 2, (laughs) Um, uh, less said about that, the better, but I, i i I unironically uh like this movie. It's pretty good, uh but hey, since I'm on the topic of movies, uh, you remember a few weeks ago, uh Killing spree and I did our best of twenty eighteen movies, right um, so yeah, at the time, uh Killing spree figured that after I watched Bumblebee, it would change my list, either ending up at the very top, which it very well still might. Um, or at the very bottom. I mean, there's, there's really going to be no middle ground with this movie, I think. Um, but, um, but again, it, it's either going to end up at the very top or at the very bottom. Um, but, uh, uh, not that that's especially likely. The predator still fucking sucks. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> I hate that movie so much. Oh hey, uh speaking of, uh did did you see the Predator holiday special uh the Twentieth Century Fox posted last week? Uh this uh it's it's a silly stop motion short, kind of like in the style of kind of like, you know, the rankin' bass, kind of Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer uh, uh, thing. It it runs about two, two and a half minutes. It's really short. Um, but it has a group of predators, um, invading the North pole and engaging in violent battle with Santa Claus, his reindeer and more. It's a, it's really kind of stupid, but it's short enough that, uh, that you'll get a really good laugh about it. Um, plus it's got plenty of nods and references, uh, specifically to the first movie. I don't, I don't know if the references are that deep for, uh, Uh, For other movies in the Predator lore and canon, but uh, but I'll have a link in the show notes. uh, Check it out uh, because you know what? It's still a better movie than the Predator. Um, Anyhow, uh, there is a movie uh, that I watched last week that does wreck my best of 2018 list and it's not bumblebee because I still haven't seen that yet. Uh no, it's a uh, Spider-Man. Uh Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh the animated movie from Sony. It's a it's a movie we didn't even talk about uh during that best of uh podcast. And yeah, it it wasn't really until I started seeing all of the positive reviews that this really popped on my radar in a big bad way. And I mean because I I remember oh I don't know, maybe it was around this time last year. Um maybe more recently than that, but I remember like when the the first teaser trailer hit. And I remember it being, you know, uh it had a had a very uh, uh distinctive visual style and and the big reveal of the trailer is that it features uh quite prominently the Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man uh from uh from the ultimate series of uh Spider-Man comics. Um so but really that was kind of it and even as I saw more trailers and more of the characters uh you know cuz I mean like you know Spider-Gwen is in it as well as a uh, a couple other uh prominent versions of Spider-Man from from a uh, uh, dis- different aspects of the comics but I don't think there was ever a time watching these trailers where I'm like, "Yes, this I need to watch this movie." Uh, but man, now that I've seen it, I gotta tell you, the hype is real. This movie is great, um, and uh, I I think honestly that that I kind of need to let the newness wear off a little bit more because it's only been a few days since I've seen it. But but for me, this easily knocks off mission impossible fallout as my favorite movie of the year. Um, hot take. It's easily the best Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man two. And I love that movie. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually fighting real hard for a top spot of my favorite animated movies ever as, uh, as well as favorite comic book movies. Um, Again, I I I think I need to kind of let the shock of the new kind of wear off, um, but I uh I really want to unpack this movie uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse on on like a deep dive uh podcast. Um, I I just I think I just need to hook up with somebody that wants to talk about it also. Um, or maybe I'll just tackle it on my own. I just um I again, I just want to go on a deep dive on it because there's um I, I liked it so much and there's so much there there's uh there's a lot of easter eggs but more than that um there's uh it it's it, it's weird because um uh, with without diving into it too much um i will tell you that um as long as you have a um rudimentary understanding of who Spider-Man is just as like, as a concept, you're totally fine because the movie actually, it's even kind of like integral to the plot. It, it, um, through organically through the storytelling, it tells you everything you need to know about all of these characters, how they all connect, where everything's going. And it's, uh, it's actually a pretty straightforward plot. Um, and Again, that as a civilian, you can enjoy it. But if you're even kind of a comic book fan, I mean, like if you're if you're not enough of a Spider-Man fan to know that Spider-Ham is an actual thing from the comics, or even if you're a more recent fan and you know who Spider-Gwen is, there's a lot for you here. It just uh, I I was. It really, really blew my hair back. Uh but the but the thing I gotta tell you now, and this uh this isn't a spoiler, um, because um, you know, I'm sure we could figure it out, but there there is a Stan Lee cameo in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh he did some voice work, I'm sure, you know, several months ago, possibly longer. I guess this movie's been in production for almost four years now, uh, from uh from what I've read on the surface. Um and i'm not gonna tell you what the cameo is, but I will tell you and i gotta confess totally made me cry no joke um go watch it, go watch it now um and and watch it in three d if you can um i didn't we uh, uh we saw it in uh two d um lucky kinda has a hard time with uh uh with uh with three d and what, what am I talking about I kind of have a hard time with 3D too that that gives me a headache after a while but uh but I I really want to go watch this again and I think I want to see it in 3D just to see how rich and textured the animation is and how that cuz th- there's a lot of things I mean and this is kind of like you see this in a lot of Pixar movies and you know some of your better 3D animated movies there's a lot to it that just kind of organically lends itself to a 3D presentation, and uh, with this particular stylized style of animation, I think there's really a lot. Um, even more than, say, in a, in a Pixar movie that, that I think would lend itself quite well to 3D. So I'm uh, really kind of um, interested in that. Now, um, uh, hooking this back around, uh, one, of, one of the goofier Easter eggs in the movie, and, and it is a mild spoiler, but it's hey, it's Christmas, um, is that uh, Spider-Man does a Christmas album. And part of it uh, uh, pops up during the movie and during the credits. Oh, and uh, and uh, you you gotta stay for the stinger after the credits. I'm a, I'm such a nerd that after this scene, I uh, I stood up, threw my hands above my head. I mean, I am not kidding here. I, I yelled into an empty theater well except for for me and lucky and I just blurted out, worth it. I uh, I I really enjoyed the uh, uh post credit scene uh for uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, uh, but anyhow, uh Sony has now put up the uh the now very real a very spidey Christmas album uh, for streaming. It's a five song EP, which according to film music reporter includes holiday tracks from Shamik Moore and Jake Johnson, both reprising their roles from the movie um, is available to download and streaming on Sony pictures, animations, YouTube page. Um, I'll have a link to the playlist in the show notes, uh, but I thought I'd play one of the, uh, the tracks for you. This uh, I, if I'm, memory serves this is not featured in the movie so it's not a spoiler so uh, you'll be okay Uh, but up next here is Joy to the World sung by Shamik Moore as Miles Morales from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and then coming up after that some holiday nerd rock from Kirby Crackle. You're listening to Mike Seibert Radio.
4: (laughs) Check it. that i don't get paid i make my own web fluid and it's not free okay GoFundMe.com backslash Spidey Wet Fluid Fund. Help me get to 1000 Thank you.
0: So I mentioned this during last week's show, uh, but the pioneers of nerd rock, Kirby Crackle, from right here in the Seattle area, are back with an entire holiday album, 10 years in the making, called I'm Stuck, In a Human Centipede for Christmas. The new album from Kirby Crackle is out now wherever music is streamed and sold. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music... And on Bandcamp, and on that version, the Bandcamp version that features um, a couple extra uh, bonus songs, and all versions have uh, new singles in them as well, uh, keeping up that that holiday tradition of a new uh, holiday themed uh, song from Kirby Crackle. Now we've uh, we've talked a lot about the song "Baby, It's Cold Outside" this holiday season, right? You know, it's come up in at least. Two of, like, the three last episodes uh, that I've done, and obviously it's in the news for, uh, for, for various reasons. But I'd like to play for you now what I think is the definitive version of that song. Because it's about Star Wars. And it's, uh, it's a classic song. It's been around for quite a number of years. Uh, but it's, uh, it's the lead off track of their new holiday album, Here is Kirby Crackle, featuring the double clicks with Baby It's Cold Outside, the Hoth version, followed then by the title track, I'm Stuck in a Human Centipede for Christmas. Uh-huh. I really
1: can't but stay But baby, it's cold outside. I've gotta go but away. Baby, it's cold outside. This whole planet Hoth is isn't very nice. cold as hell. This planet's one climate, just ice. Worry us. about Luke out there. It's negative 60 degrees. He's from a desert and town. That's not even counting the breeze. Better warm a Tauntaun up. You know the if key. we need to, we can sleep in its guts. Well, that just sounds unsanitary. The rebels might think. Baby, it's bad out there. i unstable. Lane. Everyone knows you care. If I don't go now, wait till I'm and Inside. It's not like you're trying to hide At least I'm gonna say that I tried What's the sense in freezing and dying? I really can't stay Baby, don't go out But oh, it's, it's cold outside I simply must go But baby, it's cold outside I'm not afraid of snow I'm lucky that you dropped so it So nice and warm Look out the window at that storm could have left twice by but now why would you go and hide? I thought that Luke was your guy. the force if he tried. I don't think that you know what you're saying Why don't you just let me decide? I think the cold has gone to I've your brain I've never been so sure in my so life this is the thing If you stay then you'll find out I'm not giving you a I'm ring a princess, I'm not a Girl Scout You're right, we can wait morning. will be here soon So will probably be great Could you ask Chewie to leave the room? I guess that I could just spend Didn't the night did think I'd have to struggle with you There's really no point Why don't in a show me what a smuggler can do?
3: I really shouldn't say I should say
1: baby uh, But it's cold A hospital bed Straps across my legs And my arms and my head Some would say I'm better off dead But me, I see the positive In most things I guess I'm stuck in a human centipede For Christmas Walking on my knees With my new best friends Everybody's cool So I'm skipping breakfast All the joy and cheer Feel it sinking I thought I'd feel this way again Carolyn, we sing loud and bright Beats the other choice, which is crying all night Some would say I'm losing my mind But when else could we make up games like train, snowball fight I'm stuck in a human centipede for Christmas Walking on my knees with my new best friends Everybody's cool, so I'm skipping breakfast. All the joy and cheer, feel it sinking in. Never thought I'd feel this way again. would you say, mm-hmm, I know you're wishing me you Merry Christmas. would you say, mm-hmm, Happy Holidays to you too. Woke up in a hospital bed Straps across my legs and my arms and my head I'm stuck in a human centipede for Christmas Walking on my knees with my new best friends Everybody's cool so I'm skipping breakfast All the joy and cheer feels sinking in I'm stuck in a human centipede minute walking on my knees with my new best friends. Everybody's cool, so I'm skipping breakfast. all the joint cheer feeling in never thought I'd feel this way again.
0: Up next, my guest is Ryan Jett from the Autopod Decepticast, and we're going to talk some Star Trek and some Transformers. And what happens? when you try to mash them up
3: Thanks for having me. I just gonna imagine that everyone out there is applauding like
0: when you introduce me. Yeah, you know what? I I'd, I'd um I, I was going to play some applause, but I I don't feel like it.
3: Yeah, it just feels forced. <laughs> yeah. i just imagine that ever, there are accolades and roses being thrown on stage.
0: There it is. There it is. <laughs> well, I uh you know um I, uh, I I recently did an episode with Aaron and you know, we we were talking about uh Star is Born and that, that new uh mm-hmm. master masterpiece, Optimus Prime. And you know, I had uh I, I think ever since we met at TFCon, or maybe even before that, I, I don't remember. Um it it uh, um I realized you were a huge Star Trek fan, and I have been meaning to kind of, you know, kind of like reach and grab and trying to find some kind of topic that's at least tangentially Star Trek related so that I can mm-hmm. have you on the show, have you all to myself and be be, uh, <laughs> be a freaking greed monster. And finally, uh, something ended up on my doorstep, and this actually kind of uh, spun out of something that we were talking about in the uh, uh, now notorious... Notoriously infamous uh, Autopod Decepticast group text because um, yeah. I think I actually refer to that more than you guys do within uh, within your own show anymore. But
3: well, I'll let you in on a little secret: we have one where you're on it, and one where it's just the three of us. So <laughs> just think about that.
0: Well, and and not to mention, I'm sure you guys have individual texts. Uh, not anymore, really. Like, oh, we really? Just used
3: the, th- the, the group text with the three of us for like I haven't texted. I think I can probably count on my one hand in the past couple of months how often I've texted only one of them. It's just for convenience sake. I think we're just lazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's much easier to use the uh, uh, the group text for that. But uh, but I will confess to you, Ryan, since we're here talking. One of the things that I... Uh, well, it's two things. One, I, I've been kind of using that recently for, you know, eagle-eyed listeners can kind of figure this out. I'm kind of strip mining it for show prep i'm just like ooh. Mm -hmm. well since there's a barrage of texts that we're all going back and forth about (laughs) um this seems to be something that that people want to talk about um so so then what happens with me is that i end up reaching out to you guys individually and say like hey hey ryan you uh Mm -hmm. you uh want to be on my show hey Mm -hmm. let's uh yeah let's go over here and
3: I don't have the buffer of the other two guys to so be like, uh, you know, to make me look so much better. So it's just you're just getting the raw jet.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
3: Please consult. That's what you wrote in my, in my girlfriend's Valentine's Day card this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm uh, i am glad that we're going to be covering our uh, uh, later topic also because, you know, that that was something that I thought – that would be kind of fun for the four of us to uh, get into, but then I realized mm-hmm. if we're going to go NSFW, that it needs to be as uh, as you so eloquently put it, the raw jet, <laughs> so yeah. just, just yeah, Ryan right. Ryan <laughs> Unchained. You know, actually, you know, my uh, one of my original ideas when we were, um, you know, like the, this whole thing regarding uh, uh, that that RC upgrade kit was uh, you know, this could make like a uh interesting spin off for Autopod Decepticast after dark. But then I realized oh. that uh that, that that's maybe going a little too risque with I, that, so I thought I'd split the difference.
3: Not to peek ahead too far, but I will oh. say and it, it may shock some people, but like my opinion on that, given like especially autopilot stuff after dark, <laughs> but my opinions on like sexual like things of a sexual nature, where I'm not just being an idiot <laughs> making fun of something, but mm-hmm. like so we'll get into it.
0: All right, well we will get to that in due course, but let's uh, let's bring things all the way back around to uh, uh, Trek Town. Now I remember. When uh, IDW's uh, Star Trek versus Transformers comic book series was announced, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe sometime last year, you know, maybe six, eight, nine months ago. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it
3: was June or something like
0: that. Something like that. And what I I remember that the three of you guys, Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb, you covered it very briefly on the Autopod Decepticast, <laughs> and I remember it just it came and went like a wet fart it was just like well that's just that's that's a thing and i think that was probably like one of the last times that that uh, the your show attempted to do something topical as it, as it related to uh, uh transformers fandom uh because yeah there there just there just wasn't a lot of meat on that bone but um you guys did have uh, some interesting opinions as as far as just the um, uh, the right of existence for a Star Trek versus Transformers crossover um, by IDW Comics, and um, so so before we talk about what's uh, what's revealed at the end of issue number three of that comic, um, uh, Ryan, why don't you recap a little bit and just kind of let us know what what kind of your guys' opinions were on uh, just kind of like uh, I I don't know. Uh, um, crossover type items in mm-hmm. general, just to kind of build a baseline.
3: Sure, and um, yeah, I I do remember talking about it very briefly because Aaron on our show uh, he likes to make up an intro usually that <laughs> is just like something funny or pop culture that he's going to bring us in on. And I don't remember if it was I don't think it was part of the intro, but like uh, we he tries to. I mean, we cover stuff that's basically from thirty thirty five years ago, so we don't talk a lot of um stuff in the in the now right. it's kinda like just to keep it evergreen or whatever. But um yeah, Aaron brought up this mashup of Star Trek and Transformers and I could tell by the expression on his face and Caleb is also a big Star Trek fan that he thought we were just gonna think this was the cat's pajamas and like just like he had revealed the the holy grail to us. And our <laughs> uh response to it was uh tepid to be polite. Um uh, both
0: of us were kind of like, ah, nah, yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that uh, that response has kind of continued because now that you know we're several months later, the series has since come out. It is a it is a mashup, and it takes the Transformers Generation One aesthetic, and then it crosses it over with uh, Star Trek: The Animated Series. So yep. so it's not, you know, uh the the sixties TOS crew, you know, it's got it's got uh, you know, Eric's the, the orange guy and it's got the the cat lady whose name I can't mm-hmm. remember and and uh you know there there's no Chekhov in there and and it's um so so it's at least kind of like a a um aesthetically correct type of mashup. As opposed mm-hmm. to trying to uh, cross over, like say, oh, I don't know, like movie franchises or something like that. And I just now realized, and, and I'm way distracting us um, because, like, I just shuddered at the thought that creeped in my head: is theoretically, if this crossover exists, you could take the the uh, contemporary movie transformers you know from like the the bay formers michael bay Mm -hmm. aesthetic and then cross that over with the jj abrams version of the trek characters and 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 i'm just i'm just vomiting all over the floor just thinking about that that's oh that's nice thanks for i hadn't even thought of that i (laughs) i hadn't either until i was just explaining um uh what star trek versus the transformers is uh from idw Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god they could do that next I'm getting way, way far afield.
3: I will just say, to be clear, I'm not one of these people who, um, I, I, like, it's not, I'm not going to say that this is like, something that shouldn't exist, or I'm like, how dare you? If you enjoy it, fine. It's just not for me. Like, it's sort of right. like um, the new Star Trek movies. I don't particularly care for them. Right. And they're, it's fine if you like them. It's fine if you like the Michael Bay Transformers, who probably can't be friends but it's fine. I I just don't, it's just not for me, but I'm not yeah. the person who's like, I hate it. I create this creativity shouldn't have happened. So. Well, like,
0: well, you're, you're far more generous than I am. Um, but, but maybe we can unpack that a little more, um, <laughs> as we go. So now, now that I'm several minutes into an introduction and, and this is what we call in journalism is burying the lead. Um, sure. you, you've, you know, if you've made it this far and don't even realize that we're going to talk about the, this dumb Enterprise uh, Transformers mashup character, then well, <laughs> congratulations. But but no, I. Um, so the main thing that we're talking about here is uh, um, they've created a new. Character, I, I guess you would call it that, but basically, it's a mashup of you know, it's like it's the Starship Enterprise is reimagined as a transformer. I think it's called what, like, you know, like Tiberius Maximus or uh, Fortress or... Tiberius. Oh, okay. That's Tiberius, Tiberius Maximus is a way better name, by the way. <laughs> well, maybe that's
3: essentially, what essentially, <laughs> yeah, essentially what happens is, um. It, it, this is issue three that you're talking about, and yeah. uh, like basically Fortress Maximus. I haven't. I've only read the first issue. I read it just to, to kind of get a handle on the yeah. whole thing. Um, I will say, reading it, it's it's not bad, but it didn't change my mind about reading the rest of them. Um, but yeah, basically they uh, <laughs> link up James <laughs> T Kirk's mind to Fortress Maximus, and it becomes the Enterprise as a transformer.
0: Yeah. So, and, and so, oh yeah, by the way, uh, spoilers for, uh, Star Trek versus the Transformers number three, um, which, uh, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, Ryan, I'm actually kind of pissed off at this because, uh, like you, I did get that first issue. Um, I read it, I liked it fine. And again, it's like, you know, the, this, for what this is, it matches up fine enough. It, it, it didn't, it did me no harm. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, I have the second issue. I haven't read it yet because I'm kind of behind on my stuff. But then, so that means that issue three is sitting in my pull box at my local comic shop. I haven't even uh. bought it yet. So when this thing catches fire on the internet, I was like. Dude, fucking spoilers, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I mean not yeah. that not that it makes that big a difference, but from what I understand, you know, through looking uh, through some of the clickbaity articles, is that this is you know it's kind of like the the last page cliffhanger, you know, it's like that that issue yeah. story builds up to the reveal of you know that this new uh Fortress Maximus uh, starship enterprise uh type uh um uh character and it says to be continued um but i i don't know i so i mean the the main thing i guess i wanted to talk about is um i, I this design bugs me it's, <laughs> well, it's it's
3: pretty um i mean of course obviously the enterprise was never designed to be a transformer uh, and so it's a very, um, I don't know, simple like, how else could you make the enterprise turn into a robot? Right. Well, this is about the only way, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, and then also it has to fit in aesthetically with the, um, with the rest of the series, right? I mean, it's like mm-hmm, you can't yeah. you can't make it so out there and super complicated that it doesn't fit within the context of the world. So you mm-hmm. know, you kind of have the the G one Transformers texture, but you also have the the filmation of uh, Star Trek animation that you have to kind of and, and basically all it is is it's kind of like a box with Fortress Maximus's head, and uh, which is kind of over designed. And then, and then to uh, ensure that it's recognizable as the Enterprise, it has the uh, uh, the <laughs> nacelles on on his shoulders, which yeah, I,
3: and it says uh, NCC seventeen oh one across basically its abs.
0: Oh yeah, that's right, and and also with the uh, requisite Autobot symbol in the yep. middle of it as well. Um. So yeah, I I don't know the uh, so th- so there's a bunch of stuff to pick on here, uh, but but one thing that that I'm kind of on an island by myself about is I actually kind of like that the the nacelles are kind of where they're at I you know I'd kind of like them maybe flipped a little further back but it mm-hmm. it it kind of reminds me of you know like the uh uh the Datsun brothers from from Transformers G One you know uh, Pro, uh Prowl and Blue Streak and Smokescreen mm-hmm. or you know maybe even like uh, uh some Sideswipe or Hound or Jazz or anybody that has like you know shoulder mounted weaponry so I it kind of it kind of fits that style a little bit um yeah it's true it
3: evokes a little like Soundwave as well and yeah. I mean it's better than it being its legs
0: well yeah and and it's i mean the thing with the enterprises and and you mentioned it is that it's just not conducive to um you know have the right kind of style uh, proportions to make for kind of like a convincing looking uh transformers robot because i mean the the thing that this the the first thing that popped in my mind when I saw this is one that it's kind of garbage, but two that um I don't know the it, it, the thing that sets Transformers apart from uh, other type of uh, robot fiction, like I don't know, like you know, Gundam or or Gobots or whatever, is that like the the thing the Transformers characters that I enjoy the most are the ones that are still recognizable as the vehicle that they transform into. That's mm-hmm. that's why I like the the eighty four line. So much because you know they were all the old uh Diaclone toys that were you know like officially licensed cars and they look very much. Like those cars, Um, you know that that's that's why I have uh, such a a a recent hard on for uh, those uh, alternators. And I I was talking Mm -hmm. to Aaron about that in that episode I did with him. You know, from like the early two thousands, but they kind of went back to that style where they were like officially licensed products, uh, you know, for for the vehicles. And so I've 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 always liked that um as opposed to kind of like further deeper into G1 uh post movie when we're getting into like you know space vehicles and stuff that really isn't sure. recognizable as anything um but so i mean that that's kind of like the design uh overall look that i kind of prefer and um you know one of the things that that we brought up was the uh star wars transformers that that Hasbro did a number of years ago and and those were kind of garbage also, but I um, I'll, I'll confess here that I may or may not have a good handful of those um, mm-hmm. also. They uh, uh, well they they made the mistake of putting out a Boba Fett, and I I uh, I may or may not have an extensive Boba Fett collection already. So it's I like see. I'm like oh it's it's a uh, it's a Transformer and it's a Star Wars and it's a Boba Fett. Well I have to have this. And... I, don't,
3: I don't think I actually I never I don't think I ever got my eyes on those I don't remember that actually at
0: all. It, they they did one maybe two waves. Um, so oh gosh I'm I'm trying to remember what all the character assortment was. You know it's like you had uh, uh, Boba Fett. And well, they did a Django Fett also as a, as a repaint as Slave One. You have uh, Luke Skywalker as a, a Jedi fighter. You, I think they did a couple different yeah. Tie Fighters, um, but and they did. I never had it, but it was it was kind of neat that it existed. They did uh, the Millennium Falcon, but it was Han Solo and Chewbacca as as a combiner. Oh, so so yeah. you put them together. I
3: remember this now, yeah. and I was like. I don't want to remember this anymore. See, <laughs> so I think that's why. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there I mean it was very kitschy and it was one of those things where it's like, you know, again, if you're if you're predisposed to be okay with um, you know, those kind of weird mashups that really shouldn't be a thing, then it's kind of mm-hmm. up your alley, but if it's not for you, it's it's not for you. Yeah. And Yeah,
3: and also like uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, no. Mike, I, I was just going to say I, um, I don't really like mashup stuff in general. Like, basically, the closest I can get to liking smashing two universes together was G.I. Joe and Transformers isn't too bad because they feel the same. But, yeah. like, when, when you start getting into, like, Star Trek and Transformers, just the worlds, the mm-hmm. universes feel so different tonally that when it's together, all I'm thinking is, this is fucking weird. Yeah, like, it takes me out of the experience of it. It'd be like having I don't like I don't know uh, He-Man and Jim together. <laughs> or something. It's just too much. It's like and it's, it's the same like I don't I can't do I, I don't like porn parodies for the same reason I'm like right. I don't want my pop culture mixed up with my filthiness, <laughs> which ties in later as well. But yeah, yeah, so. I'm just like I guess I'm I'm not a purist, but I just want to enjoy them um, compartmentalized.
0: Yeah, you know, and honestly, that's kind of my issue with the latter chunk of kind of the IDW comics uh, Hasbro verse that they they kind of did. That's that's where I jumped off. Where it's like you have you know like Transformers and G.I. Joe, but you also have Mask and visionaries mm-hmm. and action man and oh and and rom who's not a space knight because that's a marvel property but but it's still mm-hmm. rom um oh and the the micronauts and all, all that other nonsense but but what i mean that's fine is like a crossover and like a shared universe if you want to do that that's fine but what got me to jump off of those books is that they mixed up all the characters. So it's like, um, you know, you got like G.I. Joe's running around with the Transformers in like the Mm -hmm. mainline Transformers book. Um, Like, uh, uh, spoilers for some comic I didn't read, but uh, Cup goes off and uh, hangs out with like some mask people or G.I. Joe people or whatever, and he dies in a book that's not a Transformers book.
3: Oh, and that's and, weird. Yeah. and it's just the only like one I really knew about was I think Thundercracker or Skywarp. I can't remember which, it was it was a member of G.I. Joe and I was like, huh, well, yeah I know that now, but I guess I don't really find that compelling.
0: Yeah, me either, and I just like and and I think it kind of um, uh, muddies the waters. Uh, for that last little bit of the, because uh, so like the IDW continuity just recently ended, and mm-hmm. if you look at some of the the covers for like those Unicron issues, yeah, you you'll see like Rom and Micronauts and and GI Joe and Mask in there, and I'm like, I I, I don't need this, I don't want it. Um, again, they 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 can exist in a in a shared universe, that's fine, but if you make it like a take it or leave it type of thing. That's 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 kind of where I go on that. And that's and that's kind of the thing with this uh, Star Trek versus Transformers thing. This is really and it was really when it was solicited. We already knew that this was going to be kind of like a placeholder between when the current continuity ended and when the new one began. Basically, it's totally filler. But if you know that's what it is, it's fine. It's totally harmless um, conceptually, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, so like on my computer screen, I have, have this design up, uh, done by, uh, artist Phil Murphy and I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, you know, of, of all the choices you could have made, this is, this is definitely one of them. And
3: I honestly, and I haven't looked deeply into it, but just putting, I'm looking at it as well. And I can't really, aside from the, like, the saucer section and then the cells I don't really know how the rest of it would
0: transforms yeah I can't really picture it but um yeah so yeah I mean I mean there's there honestly, Ryan, there isn't a whole lot of meat on this bone, but it was, it was, it was enough of those things where we were, we were slinging some comments back and forth in the, uh, in the group text. And, uh, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I, I thought it would be fun just to, just to bring you on for a couple minutes and talk about, you know, this, uh, oh, I see now that it is indeed Fortress Tiberius. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I will probably buy that third issue since it's in my subscription box, but I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the other issues now because I, I just, I just don't yeah, need it.
3: That's a big leap. Like just from reading the first issue again, I I don't really want to read the rest, but it's not bad. Like there's uh, a, re- like they kind of assume you have at least a working knowledge of both universes. There's yeah. not a ton of cringy exposition or anything. Mm-hmm. There's some fun throw-ins like Sulo says, Oh my. And um, you know stuff like that. Uh, I, I think just for me, like especially, I mean, leaving aside even I don't like matchups, but Transformers in particular has been. I like I like the idea whenever it was a Marvel book where they they cut it off from the Marvel uh, universe inside the comic book because it doesn't right. feel the same. I don't know if I, I'm not being very articulate with that, but it just feels like having another. Um, like when Spider-Man showed up in a Transformers comic, right. it was just strange for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like you know, it, it took like two or three issues after that because like they're still making references to well, shoot, even the uh, uh, the Dinobots and Shockwave. You know, end up in the Savage Land, which is like you know a Marvel and X Men concept. But that's like the last reference. After that, like somewhere along the way, they're just like, nope, we're we're just gonna yeah. we're just gonna leave this alone, and and never really did anything to to reconcile it, and just kind of left it be. Which
3: I think Circuit Breaker bleeds over a little bit, but oh. she's a human, so it's not as weird.
0: Interesting, yeah. Because I mean,
3: I. I Hmm. I'm just dropping that in there because I read it briefly in a Wikipedia article like a couple weeks ago or something and oh, okay. didn't do a deep dive on it. But, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she shows up in other Marvel uh, incarnations. Gotcha.
0: All right, so, um, so yeah, what? So while I had you, and I, I still kind of wanted to uh, stick with Trek just a little bit because, like, uh, sure. you know, we we haven't really uh um chatted too much after uh after TFCon in Chicago, um, so I mean I, I mentioned it in my uh, clunky intro earlier. So you know, um, a bunch of us bought various things, mm-hmm. and you know, all kinds of transforming robots. Like, I I didn't buy any toys, but I did commission some art. Um, so mm-hmm. I, so I did buy some stuff there, but, but you, my friend, you, uh, you didn't buy no transforming robots. What, uh, what did you buy at the, uh, Transformers convention?
3: I ended up buying a, uh, a phaser, uh, original series style phaser and communicator. <laughs>
1: um,
3: and the phase, one of the, I can't, I think the communicator came in a box and the phaser was just loose and they're not old toys. They're like 2006 or something, green, sure. like issues from a Toys R Us or whatever, but, um, it, uh, it was like, I think I paid 15 bucks for both. Mm-hmm. And um, really the fact that that's the only thing I bought is more of an outgrowth of um, buying two plane tickets.
0: Ah, and well, yeah, there's that. So,
3: yeah, I didn't, buy, I didn't purchase a lot while <laughs> I was there. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking at the box right now. It's a communicator Star Trek <laughs> from, um, uh, what company is this? Diamond
0: oh um, like, yeah uh, like a diamond select type of thing okay very good mm-hmm. um also uh hashtag ryan needs a car <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> actually you know what? just a small tangent on that yeah. um aaron's uh brother-in-law came over uh, to his house to, tr- to look at his stepdaughter's uh car and my car at the same time mm-hmm. and um it was actually a super easy fix on mine i just had oh. to replace the thermostat and a. Uh, a little valve and i did it myself and it was like 30 bucks so i'm good to, good wow. to go with that
0: well very good so uh so uh apdc fans out there will know that that the ryan mobile is no longer uh hemorrhaging radiator fluid <laughs> That's no awesome.
3: it's, it, i mean it, it, and you know what it's funny since i replaced that service that the heat works now but the fan doesn't so i i get a little heat but it doesn't get pushed through the vents so i'm really i'm doing great <laughs>
0: Love it! Oh my gosh! So, uh, and and the reason why I bring that up is because uh, um to me, I mean, again, your explanation makes far more, much more sense than than my perception. But it it just it just cemented to me. It's like, oh, this dude's a Star Trek fan. Sure,
3: <laughs> I will say just as a caveat to that, a Star Trek fan. In the same way I'm a kind of the same way I'm a Transformers fan, uh-huh. I don't know, I can't quote you title and verse of episodes. Okay. i was very I, I really like the, the original series. I The Next Generation is really my favorite. It's where I really that's my like I'll rewatch that over and over. Mm-hmm. Um and um the only one I didn't really watch was DS9, but I think it's just cuz of the time it was on. But um yeah. so yeah, I'm, I I know about a lot of stuff. I can tell you a lot about the Next Generation, but I'm not so I'm nerdy about it that I can like be an expert on anything.
0: Oh, I got you. Very good. So actually, we're we're kind of uh, closer in lockstep than than I uh, than I thought. I uh, I hung through the better portion of Deep Space Nine because I I it was it was a convenient time for me and I actually really liked it. I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of like a cool new take on you mm-hmm. know, kind of this. Uh, uh, it's like, wait a minute, none of these people like each other that's that's new <laughs> and and you know being kind of like an angsty teen that that kind of that kind of appealed to me um actually, yeah. but
3: but it I is think the reason I couldn't get into it mainly was uh, actually um uh maria certus uh said that, that she wasn't her like uh who played counsellor troy said. She wasn't terribly fond of that one because it didn't feel like Star Trek because it's on a station like they don't go anywhere.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: to me, that didn't necessarily bother me as much as like it got really philosophical and really like spiritual. Yeah. And I didn't really want that in my sci-fi.
0: I get you, and and that's yeah. It, it's it's interesting because it's uh, very polarizing because later on in later seasons, you know, they they kind of um, I think overcompensate. Where it's like they have like this three season long frickin' Dominion War where it's it it's practically a Star War, you know, and mm-hmm. and and this kind of propels the narrative for for a good chunk of the show, um, and and it's cool and it's fine and it's it's all of that other stuff, but uh, but yeah, it's I I I think the legacy of DS Nine is that it is very polarizing, and I,
3: I would agree. I think Enterprise is probably similar, so. How how do you feel about Enterprise? I really liked it. I can't tell you that a non-significant part of that is my love for Scott Bakula. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh because I'm like quantum leap, I love that show and it was my favorite show whenever it was on. Uh-huh. And um so that I was already in. Um I do I mean I like seeing kind of the shitty um, Federal, like the beginning of Starfleet, where yeah. it's just a rickety boat in space.
0: Yeah, it's and, it's a submarine basically. You know, yeah, with, so with kind awesome of like scene, low doors do like, and low ceilings and all that. I thought that was pretty cool.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah, especially coming off like Next Generation, where um, the ships are so powerful and mm-hmm. you know humans are a force to be reckoned with. To see like we're just like. Uh, you know, a piece of crap species that has went way over our head was interesting. I also, I mean, I liked the time travel aspects that were uh, introduced in later seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like in the last season, the mirror universe they did it was too much. Like, it was like, I, I don't want every episode to be like this.
0: Yeah, um, I... I, uh, I, I actually liked a lot of that stuff, and it's like, Mm -hmm. well, if they had done this two years ago, you know, maybe they'd have gotten a couple more seasons out of it because, like, you know, it's like when when we're dealing with like the con people and and the mirror universe, and basically we're we're trying to. Out of desperation, trying to double and triple down on, you know, TOS and TNG nostalgia, which they kind of could have touched on that a little more and maybe split the difference um, that that might have been better for him. Uh, I think those early seasons are way too CW for a lot of people. Or or the WB or wh- or whatever whatever the equivalent yeah. was at the time. You know, it's like I mean, like I, I remember there's one particularly infamous scene where it's like you know they had to put like this like decontaminating jelly on themselves or some yes. such, and it's just like it's like you know it's like Scott Bakula and Jolene Blaylock and whoever else, and they're just like rubbing this goo on each other, and it's just like what that was weird. What are um... we talking about? Yeah, that was pretty strange. That was basically them being
3: like, "Hey, here's some eye candy for the ladies and also the men." With everybody loves Jolie
0: Blaylock, right? Yeah, man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I do. I will say I do have her figure from that show. Yeah, I have her action figure.
0: Well, and and it had some pretty neat characters. I mean, I, mm-hmm. uh, I I'm with you, Ryan. I I actually liked Enterprise quite a bit um and i uh, you know one of one of the things that that kind of ostracized is me from my uh, from my other trek loving fans i um i don't mind that theme song Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I I I have caught so much shit over the years. It's like you like that. I'm like yeah, it's fine because it you know with with the montage and all that, it kind of, you know, invokes the spirit of exploration and all that other stuff and
3: Yeah, as, oh, as far as what a piece of shit I am and like what a horrible person I am. Like I am the softest touch when it comes oh. to anything like playing on my emotions. Yeah, man. I like, I don't care. I, I know that sometimes it's manipulation, but I also, like, I, I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. I can, like, I can cry right now, even yeah. just thinking about something. It's just it's yeah. always, like, right there on the surface. And so that kind of stuff just speaks to me. Uh-huh. It's the same reason of, like, when we were talking about the Bumblebee trailer on, on my show mm-hmm. uh, with Aaron and Caleb, uh, I was like, yeah, it made me cry seeing this trailer for the first time. And Aaron's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't know, I just have, my emotions are so pushed down for everybody who's actually a human in my life, I, they come out during uh, watching TV and movies.
0: Right, right, exactly, and you know, see see also our, our various conversations about pandering and, and yeah, all that, that
4: but... That was, but
0: yeah. But I am a hundred percent with you on that, Ryan. And like you know, the thing that that got me is yeah, I mean, again, I talked about this at length with Aaron. Is like you know, in that in one of them Bumblebee trailers, you know, it's like they they do basically a send up of the Transformers the movie thing where Prime gets flipped up in the air and he does like mm-hmm. that specific pose and 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 it's it. It it got me. I'm just like, you know, if I was not on board for this nonsense, then I am on board for this nonsense. I guess like maybe that was like the last thing to slip into place. And I'm like, all right, I, I get it. It's fine. We're doing it. And uh, mm-hmm. and you know, in the in the clumsiest segue ever, we're uh, uh we're actually gonna get together and talk about the uh the bumblebee movie uh coming up mm-hmm. soon. Uh and I was just uh, uh looking at my scheduling calendar. That uh that episode is actually going to drop on Tuesday, January first. Uh start off your new year uh with uh, Mike Seibert Radio and guests the Autopod Decepticast, yeah, uh Aaron, Ryan and Caleb will all be with us together all four of us and we're we're going to talk about bumblebee because you know after the holidays we'll get a chance to see it even though i think like everybody in the freaking internet has seen this movie already oh yeah you know because like yeah. i mean there's been like half a dozen advanced screenings already and it's just like i i count myself very fortunate that i haven't really encountered any spoilers yet
3: um, I, ha- I yeah i haven't either i've seen some things where they're like Oh, here's the don't like this article has spoilers. And I'm like, well, I guess I won't read that. So yeah. okay, thank you for telling me.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. And I I forget uh, what episode of Autopod Decepticast it was. Um, but you know, we we kinda put like some initial hot takes out there of like, you know, kind of what we thought we were gonna see and kind of what what uh what what seems to happen and i and I think I think, uh you know, maybe I'll just start eating this shit now as opposed to waiting until then. It looks pretty much like that Blitzwing character is actually Blitzwing. I was really hanging on to that hope that that was that, that we were just doing a red herring, and it actually was gonna be Scream after all, yeah,
3: that's, that's cute,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, all three of you guys gave me shit about that too, that's so funny, but
3: uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. I
0: don't think that's right. <laughs> oh man. So, you know, it's um so you know that you're on a good quality podcast when you segue to a different topic and instead of going into a new topic, you go back to the same old topic that uh, <laughs> that you were just talking about. No, I I guess I guess one thing I did want to touch on because maybe this uh, you know because I, I just the the whole topic surrounding the Bumblebee movie is you know that it's essentially kind of like a soft reboot and it kind of you know may or may may not fit in with uh, the Michael Bay movies and it just kind of um, you know gets me thinking about you know, the, uh, um, the rebooted Star Trek movies. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, I can't shake that analogy of doing that as a Transformers versus Star Trek, uh, crossover, but, but I, um, I, I, guess I wanted to chat for a few because I don't know when in context we'll be able to have this conversation again is, um, uh, you know, can, can you chat a little bit about why the JJ J. Abrams, uh, rebooted Star Trek movies aren't, aren't quite to your liking?
3: Sure. Um, in fact, uh, Caleb and Aaron and, and their families and I and Wes got together uh, a couple of nights ago on Thursday night to uh, exchange gifts and, and whatnot. And was mm-hmm. it that this specific topic actually came up? Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I, I may, like I said, I if it's your thing, that's fine. I don't care. It's just not for me. And here's like basically, I saw the first one. I saw the second one. I haven't seen the third one, which is uh, people have said maybe I would like that one. Um, but the first one, it all – I can't come back from the fact that you've just handed the flagship of the Federation over <laughs> to a washout cadet. Yeah. It just doesn't – like, that's – for me, that's a deal breaker. Like, I can't okay. get behind that and because, like, I don't know why anybody would trust him. I don't know. It's just I, he doesn't have any experience, so why would his decisions be good? Like, it's just, it's basically, it's kind of like, they're, as if he had the experience of the original Captain Kirk, but he doesn't, and he's a shitty asshole. Right, <laughs> so, right. I could not get past that, even to, and then, uh, on top of that, it's just a little action-y for me. I know even the Star Trek movies were more action-oriented, uh-huh. but it's... For me, missing the philosophy of Star Trek. It, as a, it felt, and people, this is not an original thought, but it felt more like a Star Wars movie than a oh, Star sure. Trek movie to me. Yeah, I mean, there, um, there's it,
0: there's a reason why J.J. J. Abrams ended up at the helm of a Star Wars movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and so as far as the second one, Um, I just, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so you're going to make a whole new universe and now you just get to lift this entire storyline and change one tiny part of it? Yeah. It just, it felt creatively lazy. And I'm like, you don't get to have it both ways. Exactly. So that just bugged me. And and, uh, yeah, uh, they're not terrible movies by any means. They're visually very stunning. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the acting is good. I just, it's just not, it's not what i go to it's not what I go to Star trek for so it's yeah fine. it's just not for me i
0: you know what i I can't disagree with you on that um i i like that first one i uh mm-hmm. and you know i'm you know i i'm you know an old school trekkie you know it and and, mm-hmm. and people that call themselves trekkers i want to punch them in the face it's like at least own it you know but but that's that that that's that's just my weird thing, but like you know i uh i i think the era that i love the most is the um original series movies you know it's like mm-hmm. especially the 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 trilogy of two three and four you know you know Rathacon, mm-hmm. search of spock and uh and uh voyage home um you know just like uh you know like just with the 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 nicholas minor meyer, meyer uh Nicholas Meyer, Jesus Christ, what is this guy's name? Um, I can't speak all of a sudden, but anyway, just know the uniforms, the kind of nautical, kind of military aesthetic, and I just, mm-hmm. I, I just, I really enjoyed that that era. And with um, with the 2009 movie, it does kind of, you know, the thing that I like about it is that it takes these characters, again, in different directions that we as Died in the wool fans might not necessarily like or appreciate. But what it does do is that it gets civilians to give a shit about these 50-year-old characters. You know, to mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, it's like, you know, uh, you know, my aunt and uncle that could, you know, give a crap about Star Trek are, you know, because like at, at their core, these characters are pretty cool. And, you know, if you can, you know, just kind of change the window dressing and adjust the scenery a little bit and it kind of gives them, you know, kind of kind of another moment in the sun. I'm kind of okay with that, which is so weird because, like, my my feeling is almost totally opposite about the live action Transformers movies. I, um you know, I, uh, mm-hmm. I I've I've survived way more of those than than you guys have, uh, because, like, I mean, I, I don't I still maintain that I don't dislike that first one. It's totally fine. Um And, and it gives enough there to where it kind of pushes a couple buttons to where it's like, I see what you're doing there. OK, that's fine. It's like, well, that's that's not the choice I would make, but uh, eh, okay. But um the, the, the thing that links those two franchises together, both uh the uh JJ Abrams Star Trek and the Michael Bay Transformers, is both of them completely lose me with their second movies. I um I I really in my heart and soul cannot decide what i hate more whether it's revenge of the fallen or uh into darkness or star trek into darkness there needs to be a colon or a dash or some kind of punctuation there it's anyway but no i i hate both of those movies and a lot of it for the reason that you were just saying Ryan that you know like a lot of it is unearned um you know with like you know lifting the the classic wrath of khan story and, you know, I and and uh, th- this is the most childish thing um, okay. that that I can think of, but I
3: more childish than talking about transforming robots and a sci fi franchise.
0: <laughs> that, um, I am still genuinely upset. That the team behind Star Trek Into Darkness lied to the audience and said, "Oh yeah, no, that guy's not Khan. It's not Khan. We're not doing Khan. We're not doing it." Oh, I
3: didn't. I didn't know that component of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, no. And and so there's um all of the press, all of the interviews, all of that. It's like, hey, JJ. So so is uh is uh um is Benedict Arnold Crowder Hatch over there? Is is he is he going to be playing Khan? No, definitively no. And I I still am not okay with that <laughs> um, I you know and it's so weird I've had conversations with other folks on other podcasts about it because like I I, I remember when like uh, the, that that first fourth, no, fifth uh, Terminator movie came out, that, that Genesis, Genesis, general wysis or whatever. You know, um, James Cameron did like a little promo piece for it, a little puff piece. He's like, yeah, this is the sequel I would have made. Go watch this movie. It's really good. It has the, the you know, James Cameron seal of approval. That motherfucker lied to me. <laughs> and uh, and, and again, I just, I have this weird, weird thing where I... I I didn't realize this before, but I just don't like being lied to.
3: Well, now, then that brings up an interesting point, Mike, because we're talking about Blitzwing slash Starscream. What if it had been Starscream? Then you would have been lied to by the creative team saying it was Blitzwing. It
0: would would be a very... I'd be sitting there with my arms folded, very (laughs) conflicted and confused. It's like, well, wait a sec. It is the thing that I want it to be, but not the thing I told it What? Yeah. That's wow. You blow my mind jet. That, that's, <laughs> uh, so anyway, I just, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I just wanted to touch on, on that for a few because I don't know. It's uh, um, and incidentally um, I would add my voice to those that are telling you to check out that third one, that star Trek beyond. It ain't bad. It's, okay. it, it, it's, it's not going to turn your head on the franchise entirely. But um, I I would say of the three, it's the one in spirit that's the most right.
3: Yeah, I wondered about that because uh, like I I really enjoy all of Simon Pegg's work, and yeah. he wrote that one, and so I'm like, I know he also loves Star Trek, so I'm like, maybe this one will be okay for me. Uh, my girlfriend was watching it the other day in the office, and I walked through, and I have never I was like, oh my god, what's this? And I've never gone so far. So fast from being interested to completely disinterested in something where she's like, oh, it's Star Trek, uh, the third one. And I'm like, oh, well, never mind. Wow. Interesting. Um, I guess I'm just like, I have just was burned twice. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to put myself through that kind of pain, like, like George McFly.
0: Yeah, see, and and that sounds like my reaction to the uh last uh Transformers movie. The you know, the the last night or whatever it was. I remember I I um yeah, see, again, we we watched the first four of them in the theater because Ooh. I just I know I I it was oh god. I mean, it's like um I I don't want to mitigate or disparage or anybody that has, you know, suffered any kind of domestic abuse or anything like that, but it really was kind of that it. thing. Well, no, I'm, I'm serious because, like, I felt kind of like that that person that keeps going back, you know, that's in, like, uh, a yeah. toxic abusive relationship and keeps going back, and people on the other side are like, why do you keep going back? Why do you keep going back? And I'd be like, but I love him! You know, and mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe... maybe, maybe maybe he'll change maybe he'll change and sure enough that 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 shit burned me four times over i guess three times over cuz i again don't dislike yeah. that first one but after after the fourth one i you know i i, <laughs> I i'm i'm prone to bouts of immaturity and I was like in a fit, I mean like you know, I was like you know like a a thirty plus year old man, and I had a fit, and I'm like, you know, we're walking to the parking lot i have I have my arms folded like a like a sullen teenager i'm i I'm telling my wife, I'm like, no more, no more, not doing fool me it me three times, yeah, shame on me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shame on shame on you, uh fool me <laughs> again, won't we'll get fooled again."
4: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, so yeah, so we didn't go to watch the last night. I have never seen it. I'm never going to see it. And it really kind of, I I had to get sold on Bumblebee because I had said you know publicly, you know, like on on podcasts and whatever. I'm just like, no, I'm out. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to Ian from the uh, Earth Nine One Nine podcast. Every time I post about uh bumblebee and being excited for it he's always the first one to give me shit about it he's like you said you're out very publicly and very dramatically and i'm like no i think it's going to be okay <laughs> so
3: well as quentin tarantino once said the less one makes declarative statements the less likely one is to look foolish in retrospect so don't take a stand on anything ever
0: that's the lesson to be extracted there the uh the wisdom of uh of ryan jett from uh AutoPod yeah. And again, you can catch Ryan along with Aaron and Caleb on the Autopod Decepticast, a podcast breaking down 1986's Transformers the movie one minute at a time. And coming up later this week, episode number 192, dropping on Saturday, December 29th. I'm going to continue the conversation with Ryan, and we're going to drift into NSFW territory. So, uh, um, you know, we're during like a holiday week and holiday weekends, and all of that stuff, so you don't have to worry about playing this uh, podcast on speakers at work. I'd I don't know who does that. Do you do that? Because like I listen to podcasts like when in like my, my earbuds or driving in my car or anything other than on speakers. Um, anyhow, uh, we're uh, we're going to continue the conversation and we're going to talk about that infamous upgrade kit for that RC figure. Um, is it a great idea to affix squishy human-looking breasts onto a transforming robot action figure? Spoiler alert! Ew. No um, but I think all the same you'll find the conversation really insightful and not without conspiracy theory um, but I uh, I, I realized that maybe it's uh, not the most appropriate discussion during a Christmas episode um, so again that will be available as a special bonus episode uh, dropping next Saturday that's episode 192 um, and after that, The entire gang from the Autopod Decepticast will be my guests next week. That episode drops Tuesday, January 1st. Ring in the new year with our discussion about Bumblebee uh, for episode number 193 of Mike Seibert Radio. That is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And that will about do it for this year's Christmas extravaganza. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Five stars, please. Uh, Maybe as a Christmas gift for your host, uh, question mark. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSybertRadio, and write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. S-E-I-B-E-R-T is the spelling on that. Now, before I get out of here, I do have one more Christmas song to share with you, right? Also submitted by Dave. Now, remember how I said that Christmas Day is the first day of Christmas? Well, closing us out here is the 12 Days of Christmas from Bob and Doug McKenzie. For my guest, Ryan Jett, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And until next time, make good choices.
2: Okay, good day is Christmas part of the album, and you can play this at your Christmas parties. Uh or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought like I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part, and we're gonna tell you what to get, uh your true love for Christmas. <laughs> Look out the window. Where? What are you doing? Snow What oh head. it's a great white north and it's snowing cause it's Christmas time. Hey, Hoser, what wh- here's a quiz. Quiz for duck Okay, I have my thinking toque on. Yeah, right. What are the 12 days of Christmas? Just um, figure it out, right? Christmas is when? Uh, the 25th. Right, and what's the 24th Christmas Eve, right? That's so that's two. two, and then what's after that? Uh, Boxing uh, wrestling day. Wrestling day. No, get Boxing out. day, yeah, yeah. That's three. I know. Then w- what's after that? Nothing. New Year's. Four, and what's... New week? Year's Eve. Five. Okay. Where do you get 12? Uh, there's two Saturdays and Sundays in there. That's four, that's... Nine And three other days, which I believe are the mystery days. Oh. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. Oh, jeez. You start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, good. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toasts, two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, right? Eh? Where? On the well, fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back three French toasts, two turtlenecks and a beer. In a tree. Oh, yeah. A fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden tukes, four pounds of back bacon, three French toasts, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. tree. Okay, on the sixth, two golden. Christmas, my true love gave to me six six packs of two for five golden tukes, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two. (laughs) Beer in, in a, a tree. Tree. Okay. okay. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true gave to me seven packs of smokes. Six, oh, six packs of two Five gold. golden toots. Four pounds of bag, bacon. Three French toast, Two turtle necks. And a beer in beer. a tree. This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Um, Go, Holzer. Oh, eight days. My true love gave to me comic book, seven, seven packs of smoke, six packs of two for five, and a beer. Three, a beer. Three, yeah, that beer is empty. Okay, day uh, twelve. Good day, and welcome to day twelve. Yeah, golden two, four pound of bag, three two, five, French toast, two turtleneck, and a beer. Hey everybody happy, happy New Year too. Okay, you know what you left out? What? Donuts I told no. you to get me donuts Either on the 9th day or the 10th day or the 11th okay, day the I wanted donuts but I Merry wanted them. Christmas everybody Or on the 12th day you could have gotten me a dozen donuts Go on to or the you stars gone down and get some to, presents Like a uh, good donut shop where if you buy a dozen you get me another one free and that has been 13 for the 13 days of christmas next christmas can't be the chainsaw hey boy that's on that's the beauty it, it yeah i think it ranks up there with stairway to heaven what